Hey everyone, my name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of uh, this podcast, BitClout Jam, where I'm talking to people who are creating on my favorite new platform, which is BitClout. And joining me is somebody who got me excited about the possibility of BitClout. His name is Max Metcalf and he created SubClout. And here's what SubClout is. He says, look, imagine if instead of people paying for an email service provider like MailChimp, and every month paying and making MailChimp richer. What if we use BitClout, where on BitClout, you could say, if you want to use my software, all you have to do is own some of my coin. And on BitClout, every creator, everyone who joins gets a coin. And the more people then buy the coin in order to use the software, the more valuable the coin becomes. And then the creator of the software, in this case, SubClout, ends up wealthier because he owns his own coins and the people who are buying the coin in order to use it, if the coin value goes up, they're enriched too. And so it creates this great ecosystem where everybody benefits when software benefits. And that's essentially what Max Metcalf turned me on to. And that's what SubClout in my mind has been the ideal example of. And then a few weeks ago, he posted a message on SubClout where he said, we're closing up sell the coin. And it just sent me into this questioning mode. And I thought instead of questioning on my own, what does this mean for BitClout? What does this mean for this whole ecosystem where people buy into a company that they're using instead of paying the company they're using, invest in the company they're using instead of send them money and enrich them? What does it mean for that ecosystem? Well, instead of trying to think it through on my own, I invited Max on here to talk it through and see if we could understand. Max, good to have you here. Thanks, Andrew. Good to be here. Is it good to be here? I'm looking at your face as I'm talking, and <laughs> no, yeah, it is. It's good. I'm I'm happy to talk about it, and it's uh, it's all like BitCloud's so new. It's all like a learning experience for everyone. So excited to share my point of view and see like where it can take me and where it can take other projects, and hopefully yep. help the ecosystem as a whole. Before we talk about what didn't work out and our theory on the ecosystem, what did work out? What was effective about SubClout? We were one of the very first apps to launch on top of BitCloud. It was in like the crazy part of the first month of BitCloud. And a, a thing that was really successful early on was validation that people thought the idea was good. I didn't have any distribution really outside of BitCloud itself and was able to promote the product and get users and get a bunch of people on wait lists before I launched. And so from that point of view, it was successful. So let's let's start with idea validation. You're telling me that it helped validate that BitClout as a platform was validated or that your software specifically got validation? Uh, I'd say the idea of my software, not the software itself. Um, mm. Oftentimes when you have an early idea, it's in your own head. Right. And BitClout allows you a way to get that out and get other people to invest their own money into that idea if they think it's a good idea. It's almost like a pre-fundraise, pre-launch validation where people are saying, oh, this is a good idea. I'll invest in this coin. And I think that's something that you often lack in, yeah. in any other business. Like I can't think of another scenario where that would be a thing. So Right. You're saying you created the concept, not even the software. You built a web page saying this is what it is. And you said, "I'm well, actually not what it is. This is what it's going to be. And then people started to buy mm -hmm. your coin, which told you that there was enough interest in it that you should continue. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah, okay. that actually work on that. How is that different though from what usually happens in software where you can pre-sell it and get an indication of whether people are interested? Yeah, it's almost like it was like, uh, I think at that point you have like your feature set mapped out and you have like your landing, it's, it's like you have a little more fleshed out of an idea. And I think BitCloud just enabled it to be like, everything was so early that like my idea was very early too. It was like subscription newsletter on BitCloud, like good idea, yay or nay. And people were able to, with their money, say yes. And I think on the other side of that, it's like, yeah, you can put it out and see if people would be interested, but no, you're not taking money at that point. You're like maybe building an email list, maybe like just floating the idea on Twitter. Um, so to have like a, a number associated with your coin, I mean, like a coin price associated with your project enabled people to invest in it and give like more validation than like a retweet would give, for example. I think that it's more valid, valid than a retweet, but I'm still not buying that having investors buy your coin is more valuable than having pre-orders from real customers. And if that means that you would have to flesh out your idea more in order to get the pre-orders, that's actually a good thing for the product, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, like I think subclout, like for me, it was like a, it was like a whirlwind at the start when everyone was buying the coin, and and I think we've seen things um, change since then. That was like the first two weeks of BitCloud where everyone was buying everything, and I think actually the ecosystem now is better at this in that it's not like a people need more behind a product before they're buying their coin. And initially that wasn't the case. So I think that's a positive step that BitCloud's taken. Like you don't see projects like shooting up to like three, $4,000 of coin value anymore unless they have like, unless people use it and people actually believe in the product because okay. um, there was a lot of examples of coins that, that did jump up and then people real, either, either they got rug pulled or people, no one was using it. That's more the case with SubCloud. Um, and it kind of felt the coin price fell a lot from that initial push. Okay. Um, so, all right. That makes sense that maybe in the early days, people were so enthusiastic that they were more likely to bid up a coin price, I guess to argue against myself, if we're thinking that people who are going to use your software are, are also going to have to buy in by buying your coin, the fact that they're buying your coin before the software exists shows that they are likely to use the software, that they believe enough in it, that they, some number of them might use it. Okay. I see that. Um, what else? Uh -huh. I, I would say the one but on that is that most of the people buying subclout coin early on weren't writers. We're never going to use the software. To like, send out email newsletters. It's like, mm. Yeah. It's like, that's not what they were doing. Right. It's like, a bunch of like random big bit cloud addresses and like some big whales on the platform are buying the coin. And I think that that's actually like has a negative effect on the coin because on, on the coin price and like on the purpose of, of having the coin be a, like be, be have utility. Yeah. If, if it's just big investors buying like $10,000 chunks and I'm charging a hundred dollars for the, for the software, it's like, okay, that's, like useless, you're eventually going to unload this on everyone else. Mm. And it's like a negative, negative effect. That makes sense, right? That if investors get so excited that they're bidding up the same currency that customers are going to have to buy in order to use the software, that's another, another potential negative.
All right. One of the positives that you mentioned was getting users, getting people interested enough that they wanted to use it. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. the reason for that is when there's a new platform and people are excited about it and there aren't a lot of options for it, we're more likely to try the software that's built for the platform. A good example of that is Alexa skills. Now all the devices in my house are going to go off, but those skills, when they first launched, we were all trying them, even though we now know just about all skills on a, on that speaker system are not very good, but we were giving them a shot yeah. in the beginning because we were so enthusiastic. Okay. That, that helped. What do you, what do you think? Well, actually, let me suggest one other thing. What about in hiring or bringing on a developer? I saw that you brought somebody on. Was it helpful that you saw a high coin price to convince a developer that there's enough interest to come in and support you? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone right now that's bringing people on, unless they're like, it's like you're bringing your colleagues that are developers on and you're hyping them on the idea of the platform. That's what it was with my friend Connor and I. Um, We started talking about it. He's also a developer. He said, oh, I want to help work on it. I said, great, let's. Let's do it. We'll figure things out down the road. And um, so that was like, that was helpful in that he helped me push some features that we were working on, but like, it's not like I hired an employee, right? So it's like, kind of like the open source mentality of software where it's like, you have a lot of contributors. That's where it Mm. feels like a lot of projects are just because like we can get into revenue models and stuff because I think that is a, is a, big barrier with BitClout right now. Um, and until you get that figured out, like it's hard to, um, you don't want to sell your coin because it devalues your coin. So then it's hard to pay anyone because, so essentially everyone that mm. built projects, we were all doing everything out of pocket um, because no one wanted to sell their coin because it's a negative signal if you sell your coin. Um, so then we were incurring all these costs out of pocket and um, that's a difficult- That's a good point. So you bought a bunch situation. of your own coin the more investors came in and customers came in to buy your coin because they believed in the project or because they wanted to use it, the higher the price went, how, what's mm-hmm. the highest that you had? The highest value? Of my coin or yeah. of the, the, no, Sorry, the, the most like, money I personally that you had was in your at own one share point. of your coins. Yeah, I was up like 150 grand at one point. <laughs> you had $150,000 worth of your coin, but you couldn't mm-hmm. even sell 10,000 of it because if you started selling a little bit, all these different tools like Prosper Cloud would come yeah. out and show that you were selling your own coin and would make people think that maybe you didn't believe in it. I think that's a cultural thing. And you, and you feel bad. And you feel bad from like a- Because you're dropping the value. From like my perspective, you feel bad for that like marginal coin buyer who wasn't, didn't get the gain. And then you go pull, you go sell 10 grand of your coin and all of a sudden they lost money and they believed in you and invested in you, mm. right? It's like, you can't, you can never make all your investors happy because there's always that like marginal, that last coin buyer, the last person who believed in you. Um, when you sell your coin, you're, you're kind of screwing them over every time. Even if a lot of people made money on you, it's yeah. like this, like you feel really, you feel bad, but at the same time, it's like you put two, two months into a project and you're like, Oh, Holy hell, I'm up 150 grand. Like I should, I should sell all this. That's like, that's, that's awesome. And it's like the, the urge to want a rug pull. I never did rug pull. Um, but that urge was definitely there at the start. Right. So I think that that's like a, like an unhealthy that needs to figure out how, how that's all going to work. And I think people are trying to do things with like having coin in a vault or, um, different things like that, where you hold it in a separate account and have 
different like smart tokens, smart contracts associated with when you can sell. And like, those are, those are tools that will be, be built on top of BitCloud that I think are interesting. But if, if, if a founder just has like at any moment, the ability to sell and cash out that much money, like that's, it's a big temptation for founders, myself included is a big temptation. To sell. And I get that. And I, one of the reasons why I'm talking about the negative parts of BitCloud is I want to understand where the faults are so that we could fix it, so that we could look for a solution. And one solution could just be that maybe a creator says, I am going to, in one month from now, sell this much, or over the next year, I'm going to sell this much money's worth. And here's where that is going. The proceeds of my sale will go to hiring a developer, et cetera. Because you were, you were losing money on this month after month. How much money did you lose overall? How much money did you? Oh, uh, like I mean, I did a I did a lot of the development myself, uh, so I spent personally like four to five grand, okay, um, of my own money, and then like also just a ton of hours, right? That's yep. it, with the whole product. So, but and I obviously Connor's wasn't hours. paying myself for any of that. And Connor's hours, yeah. So you could imagine that maybe a creator in the future might say. I need $10,000 a month in order to survive, in order to keep this project growing, to pay the people. I will take 10,000 out as long as the coin is above this value overall. And you should be proud that I'm doing that because here's how I'm reinvesting it back in the business. And if you see a quick dip in the beginning, you might see that later on it, it pays for itself. And that's what we're all in for. I, I don't know if that's going to be the answer because and some people might come and buy on the dip, but then again, maybe that's okay that they come and buy on the bit dip because they know when you're going to sell and the market will eventually even itself out. I don't know. Or maybe it's like mm -hmm. you said, there's some software that will, that will come in and help. And I think it'd have to be, it's, it's a hard thing because you say that. And then, but I think like smart contracts built on top of it that ensure that people do what they say on that is an important part of it. Cause otherwise it's like just up to the creator to say that. And that's like, we've seen a lot of rug pulls and a lot right. of like, bad things on BitCloud that make people not believe things like that quite as often. So I actually don't know the value until there's like a smart system. I don't know the value of like announcing that before for creators. It's uh -huh. like, it, it, it just feels like a negative, a negative signal on my price that like, if I was a creator, like I probably wouldn't do that. I would just like sell the coin. And if someone asked questions, then I would tell them, yeah, like I have uh -huh. costs associated with this. Like I have life, I need to cover it. And hopefully we get to the point where that, happens but um the incentive to rug pull is there and is a is a is a problem i think yeah. it, like to the point where it's like i question whether that's like the the business model of bitcloud is like owning your own coins and seeing your own coins grow um because because that becomes a very big factor in the equation right like a creator comes on and they see wait i could sell my coins and make like 5x what i make in a year like, whoa, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> right. And uh, even if they don't do it, like it crosses your mind. So, right. right. A, um, when there's such a strong financial incentive to do something, you're going to find people yeah, doing the thing, especially. Yeah. You have to have really strong morals to yeah. not do that. Right. Like it, once, once it becomes like a six figure <laughs> price tag, that's like, it's really like puts your morals in check. Yeah, so and especially a lot of a lot of profiles are like anonymous on BitCloud. So like people's names aren't even associated with them. Um, so that's so like that's that's interesting. Increases the moral obligation even more. So let's look right? at it this like way. If I was so, just like uh, imagine this some Max. random person, I probably would have sold. 
Yeah, that's another problem. Uh, we need to know who's on the platform. There's more that you mm -hmm. need to understand about someone before you invest in them. But what we're saying is this, everyone on BitCloud gets a coin. You could say, if you want access to something like my software, my art, et cetera, you just have to hold my coin. Maybe before you make that proposition, you have a friend buy your coin. Just a bunch of your coin, their value goes up. You're sitting there saying, I'm not going to hold any of my own coin, but other whales can come in and buy it. You announce your project, you announce your intentions, people like it, they start buying your coins, the price goes up, and this guy who's still anonymous sells all of his shares, all of his coins, cashes you out, and you just say, there's this jerky whale that disappeared on us, I don't know who they are, it's not my fault, and who's to blame you? And now you walk away, yeah. no one knows that you're associated with that person with some real money, and that is a real danger in the platform. All right, let's talk about then for you. The, the challenge with subclout went beyond the BitClout infrastructure and your ability to take money out. One of the things you told me before we got started is people weren't ready to write on the platform. Am I right? Yeah, writer yeah. community on BitClout is not super strong. Um, and then the, the other part of it is that there are a lot of free tools for writing um, that are very, very good and that are very difficult to replicate to the same level like it's hard to get a platform up to like the writing experience of medium right like that's like right. a very big tech lift like subclout frankly was not even close to that right like we were a one-man shop trying to get trying to get everything together like we didn't have the functionality that like medium has so like you look at like bits today is the big the big newsletter on um, BitClout and they were writing on Medium and not on SubClout. But like I talked to them a few times about like features they need and what what it would take to switch over. And it, it's just like a heavy lift to be able to to build platforms that are that are that good. So like frankly with them, like it was in their best interest to stay on Medium. Like sub subclout was not was not up to that level of of writing experience and what do you think editing they ability and I what do you think they needed for them to feel good writing on subclout and having that go out to their audience? Yeah, they needed multiple users being able to edit the same newsletters. They needed so like company accounts, um, like better, better, better image better image control, better SEO stuff on their pages, better findability, better, like, I think the list is pretty long, um, which, uh, yeah, which was difficult. Okay. Like I just couldn't build those, right? Like I'm not doing this full time. It, this wasn't my full-time job. It's yeah. like the additional requests, like we're piling up on features that both I thought that people needed um, when I would look at the platform and that people would say they needed. And um, as it's piled up, it's like, okay, you either have to like go full time and like actually build this out and, or like where, where it's at right now, isn't good enough to, to like have a good sales pitch against like have, having the bits today team switch from medium to subclout, like, I just couldn't like make that pitch. Like it just, the software wasn't there. So okay. that's kind of the inflection point it came to. And that was like ultimately the decision to um, shut down slash 
large refactor. That once you said, if they're not doing this, they are the biggest writers, the writers with the biggest audience on SubCloud. If they're not using a SubCloud yeah. dedicated writing and emailing tool, then I can't make it work for anyone else. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're like the perfect customer. And it's like just building, just getting the getting the software to a point where where it would have the functionality they needed was a very heavy dev lift. And I just didn't have yeah. the time or resources to make that lift. Um, you know what? I forgot about all especially that. Especially in the shorter term. You don't think about everything that goes into an email and website publishing platform. And the big advantage that you'd be offering them that Medium can, that, um, that Substack, whose name you kind of modeled, that they offer. The big <laughs> yeah. thing that you're offering is a way for them to reach only people who hold their coin and they're not ready for that. There aren't so And they don't want that either. They they, they want, want the full audience. distribution, right? So if you're not having it, if you're not having it behind a paywall anyway, then like then there's really no incentive. Why? To Why to don't they? Why don't they? If their big value add to people is if you're reading us, if you're excuse me, if you're owning our coin, there's a chance that our coin could rise up. Doesn't it only help them to say we have exclusive content for coin holders so that some percentage of people who are reading their free content say, I've got to buy this coin so I can get this extra stuff. And when they buy the coin, the coin value goes up. Doesn't that only make sense? Yes, but I think the math doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so if you think about it, like, uh, so if you think about what, what would I actually, if I'm charging $10 a month for a newsletter, what would I actually have to charge a coin holder to hold my amount to hold my coin in order for that to be better for me than $10 a month? And it's not $10 of my coin. It's like worst case scenario, like a year worth. And like, really like probably like 200, $250 is the amount of coin that you have to hold for, for that to be, for that to be incentivizing to the creator to switch to that model because they could sell at any point. I don't really, I get maybe my 10% founder's reward or whatever I set my founder reward to. And so it's hard to like have that business model play out where that works. Um, yeah. So then they're not incentivized, right? Like, cause if they're, in, if Bits Today comes out and says, hold $10 of Bits Today to read the newsletter and they have a hundred people reading it, that's like, okay, they'll get a thousand dollars worth of their coin bought that like, won't move the needle for them at all, right? Their coin is worth $4,000. Like a $1,000 buy is like, we'll change it like maybe $50 on their coin price. So it's just like not incentivizing enough for them to switch to that model because they couldn't set that high of a price or else like no one would do it. Everyone would balk at it, right? No one's like, I'm going to pay $500 for a newsletter. Or hold $500 um, worth of the coin. Then, maybe they would, yeah, but there aren't that many people coin. who are willing to hold $500 of a coin Not and put $500 of their money into a thing and trust that it will rise. So then what you're saying to me makes me wonder if this whole approach to selling and slash investing is even possible. Is it possible for a creator of software or even content to say, I will give you extra if you hold my coin instead of paying me? Yeah, I think, I think it's, as it's currently set up, I think it's difficult. I think there are things that could happen that could make it 
more realistic. I think the way I, I think, think what like you're saying a- is as it's set up, it's it's damn near impossible. This is the big value prop at the top of your site. This is the big thing that excited me. Mm-hmm. You said at the top of your site, imagine instead of paying uh, Spotify as the example you use, imagine instead of paying Spotify yeah. every month, if you just held on to their shares and you got to listen to Spotify, that's the relationship that I'm creating here. And frankly, that's the relationship I was excited about BitCloud enabling. And what you're doing mm-hmm. as you're doing this math, you're saying that that may not work that's probably not probably I mean, yeah not if you were spotify is. if you were spotify which would you rather have would you rather i mean it's so clear like right i say would you rather own two shares of spotify stock or pay ten dollars a month everyone says two shares of spotify stock except for spotify mm-hmm. who says yeah i'll take your ten dollars a month thanks like <laughs> that's what i'd imagine that's what i would say if i was spotify right because i have like the lifetime value of a user for them is a lot more than whatever you're gonna get people to buy your coin of. So okay. I think there is there are interesting models to build on top of it, but it's uh but they need like additional tools and infrastructure. Like it'd be awesome if I could buy if I could pay $10 of subcloud coin a month or of Spotify coin a month instead of US dollars, but there was a subscription element to it. There's a reason why all software in the world went from like a one-time upfront payment license fee to a subscription model, right? Every software company in the world did that because they realized it was a better model for them. And owning coin feels a little bit like you're going the other, going backwards back to like a licensing model. Um, With one-time which fee. Which I don't know if it's that... a step forward. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. So owning a coin is not a replacement for paying for software. We need something where it's where we need to bring the subscription in. Somebody needs to create the recurly or some kind of subscription based software where, where BitClout users are paying on an ongoing basis for the software, for the access that they want. That's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome if that got built. It's, it's difficult because you can't charge a credit card like you can a subscription thing, right? Everything's on the blockchain. I have to have, give permission for every transaction. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to have some sort of smart contract, some sort of like, yeah, like like trusted vault that you send X dollars to and they, they subtract from it each month. Um, I think there are ways to do it. They just become more complex because... Um, there's no way to just charge someone on okay. BitCloud. What about that. this? Creating software is very expensive. Creating content is easy, not expensive. It's, it's time consuming. It's involved. It is, it does cost money. Creating content maybe is easier. Do you think that this type of model might work for, I don't know, someone who is just trying to give access to people to a community, which doesn't cost as much to manage and then there is an incentive for people to own a stake in the community. Do you think, uh, for, frankly, for a webcam person who's just being on the webcam and saying, instead of buying into it, you could own my coin, is that a thing? Because there the expense is lower. Will it work anywhere where instead of paying people buy a coin? Yeah, I think there are cases where it would work. I think the, the thing you run into is like, if I had a thousand fans and I moved to BitCloud, then my first month would seem awesome. And I'd be like, holy cow, I'm making so much money on this project. And then each month following, 
if I'm not actively getting new fans, then my existing fans don't pay me anything. They right. have invested there where they're at. So your growth stagnates. Whereas on other platforms and what you like to see as a creator is you like to see your, your, you, yourself growing, right. And your revenue each month growing. And it's kind of like an upfront bang. And then it's like, but I can't, how do I, how do I get money out of this? Like, right. I can't even oh, sell, so I have my to own sell some each month. Right. Yeah. So it's difficult. I think, yeah, I think someone, I think a subscription type play on top of it has to be built. It's a, it, it's a difficult build. And that's like on the other point I'm building on top of it. Like it's also difficult to build on top of something that is changing so rapidly. Right. Um, like I know a lot of us early projects had problems with that, right? Like initially I was like scraping BitCloud and then like their API came out and then I was using that and then like their API versioned and then like we had to update and like new endpoints were coming out all the time and it just like um, makes it a heavier lift. So as things like settle down, then I think people will be able to build that layer on top. Um, but from like a technical perspective, I don't really know how it will work. All right. How, how do you feel about the way you announced that it wasn't going to work out? I feel pretty good. So how I did it, I, I did a, at the end of April, at the end of April, I think I did a challenge where I said, um, I did a big thing like re, it's when reclouts re first came out and I said, everyone reclout re this, like we're going to do all these giveaways. Like at the end of the month, we're going to give, we're going to give one whole sub cloud coin to a random newsletter that has released at least four articles and is like, and holds at least a hundred dollars of our coin or something. And the end of the month came and no one had done that. And that was like a big eye opener. Like, Oh, and like, I was looking at user stats too. And I get every newsletter that gets sent, I get it sent to my own email. Right. So it's like, I saw that not a lot of newsletters were getting sent and it was becoming less and less. Right. Um, so then at the end of that, at the end of May, I started selling like a coin a week and just kind of had that dwindle because like I had, to, well, I technically still haven't cashed out anything, but I, I had to like, I feel like I had to cash that out. Um, and so I was selling, I was selling in small chunks because I didn't want to be the person who like rug pulled. I also didn't feel like I had the obligation to tell everyone that I was like selling a coin a week. Like it was like kind of this gray area where I, I, I just went forward with it and people could observe it and it was out in the open. So I did that. And then at, at the end announced that I was shutting and like was still trying to reach out and build, build features at that point and build the product and just saw usage continue to decline and, then at the end made the call where before I like sold my last 12 coins or whatever, I, I did the post. So where you said, um, that's how I approached out of this it. completely. If you're interested, get out before I completely exit and you gave a date yeah. for when you're going to And pretty it. much, pretty much everyone was out at that point, to be honest, like people had sold as they saw me selling, like my coin price dropped from like 4,000 or whatever to like, whatever it was when I announced like $600. Right. So um, the only person holding was like whale shark pros account, whale account. That's like career, but I've, no, I don't think anyone knows what happened to him. He's like disappeared off the face of the world. Really? So, um, one of the biggest, yeah, I don't one know. of the biggest holders on the platform just stopped posting. I didn't even notice. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't posted anything in like a couple months and his, and he hasn't sold anything either. So like his career is his holding account and they haven't, I mean, I DM'd them and stuff to try to get them to, to sell their coin. Cause they hold a ton. They hold like 20 subclout coins now, but they just like have been completely inactive. So um, I, um, I don't know what's happening with that. That's really curious. I've got to find out, but also I'm kind of, I'm holding on because I didn't have that much. I think I had enough that I was allowed to use it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also feeling like there is another crack at this. And maybe at some point when the market matures, when you see an opening, when something happens, you're going to come in because it just makes so much sense. And if I, you're smiling, I don't know if this is your plan, but if you were to do it again, what would you see that would excite you to continue it, to come back in and say, I've got, I've got to do subclout. The world is ready or I'm ready. What would make it a yes? Well, I think it'll be a, it'll be a different product. I mean, it'll have newsletters incorporated, but it'll like more, I think like more customized and more like building a landing page for everyone where you can have your gate walled con your paywall content and stuff like that. I think like a division being, being super niche on a super niche platform is like double niche. And then you just don't have a lot of users. Um, so it'd be, it'd be a broader attempt at things. And then also like stability of the platform. I think that's actually come like a lot of the subclout code was still using like, like we were like logging a bunch of data ourselves and, um, like I was yeah, pulling was data from the API every hour, just because, just because like, that's how we did it at the start. And I hadn't, I hadn't refactored things. So it like honestly needed a refactor because we built the whole thing pre API. So, um, I think that's all part of it, but I think just like, I don't think you're, I don't think BitCloud is big enough yet where you can pick a niche and be successful in it. That's pretty specific because it's just, it will be such a small niche. So if that makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't feel like email newsletters was a small niche. It's a key aspect of the internet. It's one of the oldest tools on the commercial internet, email publishing Mm -hmm. software. It might've changed from being on desktop or, or servers to the web, but it's there and it always exists and it always will exist. So I'm surprised by that. I think that part of the problem, it didn't, well, why are you, why are you looking at me like that? What is it that you think? About no, that? I just think it, I think you're right. I think it's just a very, if you look at creators who BitCloud is built for, I think writers are a small percentage of creators. So I would do, because I would be thinking about more... this as a writing tool, but I don't, I don't think of it that way. I think of it as a way of just communicating with your shareholders. If people buy your coin, you want to be able to communicate with them. Subcloud allowed that. I'm not thinking of them as being writers any more than I think about Warren Buffett as being a writer, but he does write to his shareholders or any more than I think of, uh, the Oasis, which I invested in as a, as a software company that helps turn my face into a virtual me that I can talk and move around in real time as I mm-hmm. talk on the screen. It's a great, it's a great piece of software. I invested. The founder sends updates. He doesn't send them to everybody in the world. He sends them to people who invested sure. in the company so they know what's going on. They know what kind of help he needs. And that's, that's what I thought SubCloud would be. I don't think that it's niche. I think I, I, I disagree with you. What Actually, you I like your perspective on that. I think, no, I like your perspective on that. And, and we, yeah, I, I think being more like the communication tool rather than like right. the email newsletter tool mm-hmm. is, is, a, is, a, is a more interesting approach to that. 
Just a way to communicate with your shareholders because you also created a way for people to say, I only want to publish this to people who own my coin. Now, who might need that? Imagine if um, you are looking to sell your sell your own coin. Imagine another creator. What's hot today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, BitHunt is hot. I just interviewed the founder. It'll be on the feed. The Imagine if he wants to message the people who own his, his coin and say, I am thinking of doing this, not the whole world, but the people who have an investment in his future, or I could use this help. Mm-hmm. They could come in and help, or I'm thinking of shutting it down. Can you help me sell it? Or something like that that's unique to them. That's interesting. Or maybe he just gives them unique information and says, look, the whole world gets to see the top apps that are built on BitCloud. All they have to do is go to BitHunt. But if you own my coin, I will give you a heads up on the trends. Here's who's trending the fastest. Here's who's which software is growing the most. Here's a software that has the biggest share of holders or the biggest share of holders in common with the other software creators. And if you're trying to find the next software to invest in or to use, BitHunt's private email newsletters that sent just to their people is a way to, to go. Anyway, I think that that's the way it would work. You were thinking about it as just a write, a tool for writers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we moved into that with like, we tried to do like um, investment thesis and try to be more like send updates to your newsletter, to your to your holders and stuff like, like earnings reports, but, um, but coin holder updates, yeah. coin holder reports. And, and I think there, there is still a market there. Yeah. But um, yeah, that would be a future. Be a future wrapped up in this. I think yeah. there's another benefit for anybody who says, this is the platform I'm on. I need another way, to, another benefit to give my people. It's another update on when I'll go live. It's another thing where I'll do that, whatever it is. I feel like there's, there's something there. Here's where, here's what I think didn't work out. I think, um, I think the audience on BitCloud is not big enough yet. I think you're right that we were being quixotic about the idea that somebody could hold just $20 worth of subclout and get to use the software and somehow pay for the whole thing. That's not enough. It needed to be either a higher number or it needed to be some kind of payment. But that model is a challenge for something that it's going to cost some money. In fact, as I'm seeing, there are a lot of creators, a lot of software companies being built on the platform that can't function just on people buying their creator coin. They need outside funding. They need real cash in a real bank account, right? And then they're using that to grow. So that's the thing. I also wonder if maybe creating the whole email stack, the whole email newsletter stack is too much. And maybe what you need to do is, or maybe the better approach would have been to say, you use MailChimp I'm just going to make MailChimp work to allow you to email people if they have, um, if they if they own your coin. I'm not recreating MailChimp. You could even use the free MailChimp or the small paid ver- version of MailChimp. I will only signal to MailChimp if somebody deserves to get the message because they own your coin. And that's it. Just be the gatekeeper. I feel like that might have mm-hmm. been an easier start and then take on more and more of it. Because when you think about email newsletters, there are things that I didn't think about, like the web component with SEO and everything that goes along with it. When you think about email newsletters, I didn't think about things like, well, you need an email form for people to sign up. That's got to that's gotta work. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. What do you think? I've, I've yapped too much because I'm too freaking excited about what the potential no, here. No, I'm too I disappointed. Think, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that's all. Yeah, those are all like good points and good like ideas of where the software could go. Um, it's like, 
it's just like incentives, right? Like to build all those tools, you, you have to have a business model in mind and you have to have like, like in, I guess incentives decreased for me at the end of the day. And then it's like, okay, in order to keep this up, I have to do X, Y, and Z that are very, very time consuming for me. Right. And I have seen my coin decrease in value over this time. And I, I like, don't, I like, I don't see the big inflection point there. Um, and it's a very long game. And like, like in my life personally, like I just couldn't, I, I, I just couldn't make that call. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's another that's another issue that I hadn't thought of. You're saying, look, even if your coin would have just stabilized, if everybody would have just held on to your coin, you wouldn't have seen any extra month, month, any extra money month to month, which would have been very painful. And what you want yeah, like to I couldn't quit money. my job, right? Like, right. Like you want you want people to go full time. That's like one of my I wrote down some thoughts before on what I wanted to share. And like one of them is like, how many people have gone full time because of this? Like I know like Siegel has with uh BitSwap, I think Jack has with BitHunt or someone on BitHunt, someone on um, someone on Bits today, I think went full time. It's just like uh, difficult to make that call when you don't have like a safe recurring revenue stream or like a vision of it. And when someone's not full time, then it's difficult to maintain the project um, and maintain the level of um, of effort it takes when you're, when you don't really see like the going full time end game. Right. Cause like right. I can grind on a sub, I, I can grind on a, on a side project for a year. If like, I see at the end of the year, I'm like, okay. Yep. And then like, I would, I would, then I would go raise money and then I would go full time. And then I would like have these customers that would be, and it's like, I feel like the business model wasn't as pro- proven out enough for me to see that clearly enough to make the, the leap of yep. faith, I guess. So, I yeah. All right. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. I, I, I think that there are some projects that have taken on outside funding that is helping them mm-hmm. continue through this because they're outside investors who believe enough in the future of the platform to say, I'm going to sink in this money, let them work full time on it. And that wasn't you. What else? Is there one other thing you want to leave us with? Like I love, Yes. Bitcloud. I haven't actually sold any of my Bitcloin coin. Like I still actually like believe in Bitcloud. I just think there's a lot of things that have to, there's like things that have to align in order for it to become what we want it to become. Yeah. So I'm excited to like figure out how I can contribute to that and how I can contribute to the community still growing despite subcloud not still being operational. I want to be optimistic, but not stupid. I'm still optimistic. I think that I've gotten smarter about what's possible and what needs to happen. And um, and I still believe that subcloud will come up. I think that if you decide that you're going to make subcloud version 2.0, I'm still on board for it. If someone else decides that they're going to do it, I hope they reach out to you. But I think the potential is still there. The tool is still necessary. And we'll see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah, I agree and appreciate the time. Hell yeah, Max. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Bye, everyone.